All right, this is episode eight on the Nick Camp podcast. I'm here with another guest, Matteo Velci, also known as Teo. He's a travel filmmaker. He's based right here in San Luis Obispo on the Central Coast, one of the most underrated spots in the entire country. He's been out of the country. He's been filming with big time companies. This is someone who I look up to as a filmmaker and someone who inspired me to get into the video side of things. So this is actually really super exciting for me to have him on here and share his story with all of you. Teo, it's awesome to have you on, man. Thank you, man. It's a pleasure. That was one heck of a introduction, man. Thank you. Teo, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Uh, I had a blueberry muffin and some coffee, actually. Are you a coffee block type of guy? Or do you drink it with creamer? Um, either way, dude, I've actually like gone accustomed to the flavor, so I can have it black, uh, or with cream without sugar, like whatever works for me, honestly. Dude. So before going in the outdoors, I used to only drink coffee with creamer, Yeah, but you don't always have the luxury of having creamer with you in the outdoors. Exactly. So I got used to drinking coffee black. <laughs> so I'm right there with you. I can do it both ways. Yeah, dude, you honestly get accustomed to the flavor. I actually kind of like it. So who is Matteo Velci? How did you get here? And what is your background? Um, So I'm just a kid with a camera, not, nothing special. Just um, how I got here, I just decided one day that I was going to chase my dreams and go for it and got started with an iPhone with a broken camera and which just filled things around like where I live and upload that to TikTok. And eventually I worked my way up, bought a camera, bought a drone, bought a laptop, professional editing softwares. And yeah, and then I've just been, you know, growing from there. When would you say that you picked up the camera for the first time? Uh, so I, I bought a camera in August of 2020. Okay. So, I mean, three years ago, we all kind of yeah. got into the space at the same time. That's kind of cool. I mean, did you just instantly fall in love with the art of filmmaking or was it something that kind of grew over time? Kind of was like, oh, it's kind of cool or it was, nope, this is it. Yeah, no. So I wanted to be a photographer when I was in high school. At least that's what I would tell people. Uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to be, but being a photographer sounded really cool. And I wanted to do something where I could travel. So I just told people I was going to be a photographer. And I didn't really have a plan. I just kind of, you know, was spitballing off the uh, top of my head. And um, so that's always been in like the back of my mind. And I always thought it was really cool. Um, I just didn't have a plan to go about it. And then some things happened in my life and I just decided like, why don't I just go for my dreams? And I kind of also got into videography by watching um, a lot of Sam Colder and like uh, Jess Kai and like Andrew James and seeing their videos, kind of like a lot of other people probably. And just getting super inspired by them and being like, wow, like I have this feeling inside of me after watching this video and I want to create that same feeling but with my own videos and hopefully like translate that to other people as well. So that's, Bro, that was like the motivation for me. That makes a whole lot of sense. And you live in such a cool place that you were able to get your start by videoing some of the most beautiful locations Yeah, that 
<laughs> this country has to offer, man. I mean, you couldn't have asked for much better than that, right? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I, I got lucky because when you have a beautiful place, it is kind of easy to, well, not easy, but you can get cool looking shots and then, you know, play around from there. But like I said, I was filming on a camera or an iPhone 8 with a broken camera. So I wasn't like doing, I wasn't getting crazy shots and my editing wasn't like, you know, anything spectacular, but I felt like just shooting every single day would just pay off in the long run. And it did. So Teo, are you considered a freelancer in terms of videos, video work? Yeah. Yeah. I do freelance. I don't really have like a, a brand or like a company I work with, like that employs me. Basically, I kind of just, um, work with brands on like a freelance basis, project to project. So for people who are listening, they might not know how to break into the filmmaking industry. Mm-hmm. You're more into the adventure side slash travel. Mm-hmm. How does somebody break into this industry? What are some tips that you have for them? I mean, obviously the main thing you should do is get out and film and wherever you live, if you don't live in a crazy cool place, kind of like where I live, then drive out to the coolest looking place that's near you and film as much as possible and start building up a portfolio. You can build a name for yourself in the industry and posting on social media is probably the number one tip I could say. If you don't have like a, an Instagram that's sort of niched it down to what you want to be, then create a new Instagram, start posting the content that you want to, you know, get paid to create and tag a bunch of brands, hashtags, you know, have some sort of strategy like that. And that's what worked for me at first. That's what, how I got noticed basically. Right. And. A key thing that you said there is create the work or content that you want to get hired for. Exactly. Create the work that you want to get hired for. Exactly. And something I want to touch on now that I'm diving harder in the video and I understand certain things about it now. Yeah. There's these people who I follow. They don't live in a cool place, but they still get me to watch their videos all the way through. And I... I know you know why this is. Why does it matter where you live exactly or what's more important in a video? Well, maybe when you're first getting started, it's pretty, um, like I said, it, it, it helps when you have a cool place to uh, live. But if you don't live in a cool place, you can really like hone your skills and make interesting content. Um, even if you don't have a place to live, like you can, you can build that skill of making something interesting and getting people to watch uh, just by like filming whatever. And that, that sort of plays into the fact that how I started with an iPhone 8. Like I wasn't getting, the quality wasn't good. It wasn't anything special, but I like learned how to create something that people wanted to watch. Right. But why do and you, why do you watch those people? Because of the story, man. The story, the right? The story. Yeah. That's another thing. You got to have story too. That's something I'm also learning. Right. And that's something I'm trying to get better at myself Me. in terms of video. No story, nobody's going to watch. I mean, yeah, cool clips are cool. Yeah. All that fun stuff. But this guy, dude, he films at his house and he makes stories all the time and scenarios just by yeah. his camera. Who are you talking and about? That's, oh, his name's Josh Diaz Films. Okay, I'll check him he's out. Like, 
he's only he's not that big big of an account, but like he puts in tremendous amount of work for one video. It's like mm. insane. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I remember. That's what drew me to your account back when you started. Like mm-hmm. I noticed that you were like not like everyone else in terms of just posting the same trending videos. You were actually being authentic to yourself, and I could feel your passion through your videos. And if you don't mind sharing, how can you, how do you go about sharing your passion into the videos? How does someone do that? Um, thank you. I appreciate that, by the way. But uh, how I do it, I just don't really care what people think, man. I just sort of like put it all out there. Uh, I mean, you only live once. And like, if people mind, then they don't matter. And the people who matter don't mind. And that's, yeah, like when I first got started, I only had like a couple hundred followers. And I was just posting whatever I wanted. And the other people who would see it would be like my friends and family and my mom commenting like, oh, I'm so proud of you and stuff. And like, yeah, dude, like you just gotta, you just gotta tell the story you want to tell that's authentic to you. Like no matter what, how embarrassing it is or anything like that. And I'm trying to get better at that too. Like that's something I need to master as well. I want to start getting better at telling stories and, and sort of like showing more authentic side. Cause I do, I do post a lot of like clips and like the beautiful content, which is what I want to get paid for. And it's sort of like a show reel I want to put out on my Instagram just so, you know, brands and companies can, can see that. But, um, yeah, story is a big thing that I, I really want to break into this year. Right. You know, I'm not like talking on just videos like yours. I mean, I'm just talking about ones that are just kind of like copy and paste. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah, you're you're still actually like putting in the work to take these videos and taking the time to color grade and go exactly. over the trenches. Yeah, detail detail editing, all that stuff like that. Yeah, that's another tip too. Like, if you want to make good content, really put in time on it. Like, it takes me most videos you see on my page, ones that aren't like, you know, like the three layer videos. Uh, every other video besides those ones takes me like two to three hours to make. Mm-hmm. so don't be afraid to put in the work on a single video yeah yeah exactly and like sometimes i'll literally i got this tip from another creator where i'll literally just take like the first 10 seconds and try and perfect that and then move on like i don't just like start slapping clips down that i think look really cool and like fit to the flow of a song you know that makes sense that's actually something i'm gonna take in take a dick out too yeah yeah um, that's a creator told me that and i was like damn you know what that is super smart so, bro, you just went to Bali, just went to Spain. Yeah. Tell me about Bali first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. What was it like? Did yeah. you eat good food over there? Uh, I don't want to offend anybody, but like compared to American food, nah, <laughs> it's not that good. It's not like the local food <laughs> is pretty cool. Like it's, it's great to have this dish. It's called nasi goreng and it's basically like a fried egg over like fried rice. And then it has like, you know, like sides and stuff. And that's pretty good. But like they have a lot of restaurants that try to recreate American food and it just doesn't do it as well. But you can get good Japanese food and you can get like good ramen and stuff. So it was all right. So you did some work over there, right? Yeah. So In I, Bali? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, collaborated with a few um, villas, hotels. While I was there, super, super cool experience, man. That was like insane. Nothing I've ever like done before. 
That was a really like breakthrough Whoa. moment for me. Moment of growth? Yeah, growth, like talking to hotels and like really like, you know, being professional, like hopping on video calls and stuff and then shooting content for uh, these like big companies and stuff. And then having that on your portfolio, it's like, it was, it was amazing, man. That's super awesome, man. What were the landscapes, the landscapes like over there? Were they different from things you've seen here? Yeah, they're different from uh, California because California is really dry and everything, except for right now, everything's really green right now. But most of the time it's like really golden and brown here. In Bali, it was like raining every single day. It would rain for like hours every day. Everything's really green and lush. And uh, it's nothing I've never seen before. I actually used to live in Oahu. I grew up on Oahu. So it, it's a lot like that. Um, so it's kind of it was kind of uh, like um, very familiar. Whoa, bro! I didn't know you grew up on Oahu. I thought you grew up out here. Well, I was born in San Luis Obispo, but my mom is from Oahu. She was born there, and uh, yeah, so I was born here, lived here for like two years, and then we moved to Hawaii, and I uh, grew up there, and I came back to California when I was um, like twelve years old or something. Wow, so you've really, you've better did some traveling in your yeah. early, early days. Yeah, yeah, very, very uh, amazing childhood. So tell me about Spain, man. Was that, what, what was it like? Was it better than Bali? No. What was your opinion on Spain? Spain is cool. Spain is very cool. I went to Barcelona and the city is like beautiful. The architecture is amazing. The people are really cool and friendly. Um, yeah, I love it. I would love to move there someday. It was insane. And then we ventured along the coastline. Barcelona was like right on the coast, like north, um, on the coast of the Mediterranean, kind of by the French border. So we, we went up the yeah. coast and like explored these like coastal towns and it's super, super sick. A lot of places with like white, uh, buildings and like blue rooftops, like that super cool, like picturesque European, like coastal towns. They're super, super cool. Yeah, Spain is an amazing place. I would love to. I would love to move there. Is it better than Bali? In my opinion, no, because in Bali there's a lot of like-minded people, and there's just so much to explore. I mean, there's so much to explore in, in Spain as well, but Bali is just is more my speed, more your speed. And yeah. what exactly is your speed in terms of tropical? That area? Yeah, tropical, uh, blue ass water. <laughs> yeah, you've been to Me you've been to Mexico too. In what was it, yeah. Tulum? Yeah, we, um, me and my girlfriend at the time, we went to uh, Tulum, and that place is kind of overrated. We didn't really know. It was kind of we were just about <laughs> a year. <laughs> we were only about a year into like being content creators and stuff, so we didn't really know like where to go. And it was during the pandemic as well. So that was one of the yeah. only places to go to. And we went during the rainy season. The water wasn't that good looking. Um, we did mm -hmm. find a couple cool spots, but yeah, that place is kind of overrated. So where where would you like to go next? And are you planning for any new trips mm -hmm. coming up? Yeah, so I'm actually going to, I got a small trip uh, on Monday. I'm going up to Tahoe to work with another vacation rental spot. Um, nice. So I got that. That's kind of just like a small trip, only going there for three days. And then after that in March, I'm just going on a family trip to Patagonia to 
uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina. What? Yeah, and then from there, I'm going to Panama, and then Costa Rica, and then back here to America to like grab all my stuff, and then go back to Bali. Are you moving to Bali? Yeah, I'm going to be there for, well, not like moving because I don't really have like a, a permanent residence there. You can, I can only, I can get a visa that can allow me to stay up to six months, but I don't want to stay there six months. I just want to do, you can get a visa on arrival and uh, that will last you two months. You can get it and um, they give you one month and then you can extend it for two months. So I'll stay there for two months. And then my father lives in Thailand, lives in Chiang Mai, Thailand. So I'll just bounce from Bali to Chiang Mai. And then pack all my stuff and then drop it off in Chiang Mai. That way I can like swap my clothes out and stuff. Dude, so are you just planning on traveling? Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in Southeast Asia probably for the rest of the year. But for now, up until May, I have I have Tahoe, uh, Argentina, Patagonia, Costa Rica, Panama, and then and then back to Bali. So we'll see. I wanna do Dude, other that- stuff too, but yeah, we'll see. That's gonna be super exciting. I'm actually really pumped for you, man, and see all these cool videos that are gonna be coming out. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm I'm super psyched as well. So I remember you used to work in Tahoe. This is what you remember you telling me. <laughs> Going back, you worked there a couple of years ago. Do you? I mean, you're going back, so like, you think it'd be kind of exciting coming back with like your new skills that you have now yeah yeah totally man uh it's not a place i would want to like live but going up there and creating with a group of people would be something like out of a dream man it would be insane because i don't know if you've ever been to tahoe in like the summer in the winter but it's pretty it's pretty amazing i'm sure all your listeners yeah i've been in- know about it as well yeah i've been in the summer and when you worked there you did the ski park right yeah so i used to work at kirkwood i freaking took my GED out of high school. I was like, peace out. I'm going up to Tahoe. And I lived in uh, South Lake and I worked at Kirkwood for a season. Did you enjoy it over there? Oh yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it, but I'm kind of like moved on from there. And, um, it's not something, not a place I would want to live again. And working on the mountain is, is not that fun. Like being in a blizzard, it's, it's not that fun. But in the summer I had a, I had a cool job working on a dock. I uh, would rent out like boats and jet skis and that was really sick, but dude. So would you say surfing is more your route now or do you, would you still ever go skiing ever again? Yeah. I love snowboarding. Skiing. I like lo- that. Yeah. I love snowboarding. Yeah. I love snowboarding. That's, uh, I used to be pretty good at it too, but I don't even surf like from Hawaii. No. I don't even surf, dude. My brother surfs, but well, I don't. Teo, so you've been at video for three years and it seems like you've improved really fast. Who has been a mentor to you in this journey to becoming a better filmmaker? Um, other than the people I just watch on YouTube, I haven't I haven't really had a mentor. I kind of just like learned everything by myself and just watching YouTube tutorials and seeing what other people are creating and being like, okay, that really speaks to me. When I first started, I was like, okay, let me see if I can recreate that and then recreate their shots, but then do it in my own style. We're sort of like trying, you know, get that same feeling I want to, I want to emulate with my own videos. 
So I never really had a, right. I never really had a mentor. Where I live also, I've never, there's not many creators out here. The only, the first time I ever met up with a creator was with you actually. And that was like a year and a half or almost two years actually into being a content See? creator. And then like yeah. a couple months later, I met up with some other people from LA. But other than that, yeah. And then in Bali also, I've met up with a couple creators, but yeah, I haven't met up with that many creators, honestly. I feel the same way out here. I mean, I know a lot of people visit the parks, but they're more hikers instead of like creators. I feel like not as many at least live out here. Never. They come visit yeah. these mountains, yeah, but they don't live here. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a bummer, man. And that's why I love Bali so much because when I was there, I was like, oh my God, this is the place to be. Like, this is, there's so many like-minded people here and you just learn so much, like so quickly. Cause instead of like you doing one thing, you have like a multiple people doing the same thing. And then every time they fail, they give you insights and, and vice versa. And then you guys just all grow. It's kind of like, uh, if you've ever heard like Mr. Beast talk about it. He talks about how he, when he came up, he had a group of people all trying to like perfect their YouTube like videos and stuff. And every time they would fail, they would share it with the group and then they would just grow exponentially. And that's how I feel about Bali. That makes a lot of sense. And that's kind of what this podcast is doing for me in terms of connecting with others and learning their experiences and struggles and all their different fields and professions. Literally. I'm able to learn all these things and like, wow, I'm learning something every time from all these people. Yeah, so, man, that's super cool. So to you, you grew up Hawaii, then you lived at the Central Coast for a while. Literally. And a uh, famous place in your videos is Morro Bay. And to me, that's the king of all beaches on the Central Coast. Yeah. It's my favorite. Yeah. Can you explain to the listeners why Morro Bay is such an awesome place? Yeah, totally, man. It's so, if people aren't familiar with the area, Morro Bay is this like coastal town that's right in the heart of uh, of the Central Coast. Um, it's famous because there's a giant rock, which is like a volcanic plug. And it just sits literally right on the water, right, right off the sand. And you can like drive right up to it. You park right by it. And it's like this giant, giant, massive rock there. And it just like, I don't know, it adds this like mystique or like this vibe to the beach. And it's a super long beach. There's a strand of beach that goes for like, I think it's like five miles or something like that. So it's like this really awesome spot. And um, yeah, it's a great place to film. I mean, shots that people come from all over the freaking country to shoot there. I've seen a couple famous people um, who I look up to create videos at that location whenever they're shooting for like big brands or something i've seen a couple people shoot for like dji there before so what yeah there's this guy his name is emmett sparling if you don't follow him i, yeah. I follow him yeah so yeah. He, when the when the dji mavic 3 came out he part of the video he um filmed was in moro bay dude so i know chris bacard think he does he he comes out here to the central coast too and does workshops in the central coast yeah no he actually lives in pismo beach what yeah yeah he has a he has a studio down in pismo that's actually really cool yeah so it's super I cool. I, uh you, you were featured on sony universe <laughs> that's pretty cool man is that did they reach out to you 
No, dude. I didn't even. So like we talked uh, last night when you're out and I went over some of your questions and I didn't even know I was featured on these, these places. Like I didn't even, I've never looked up my name before. So I've never, I never saw these like features. And is Sony Universe a, a legit like part of Sony the brand? Like, or is it just some Let's random look it thing? Sony Universe. That'd be so Would cool. you look what they said about you? I saw what they said. It was some sort of something like my TikToks are yeah, unique yeah, or something. It's, it's, a part of the, it's, it's a part of the main Sony website. They, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, they never even reached out to me, man. Sony, what the heck? So somebody who is like a content creator or like marketer must have saw one of your videos. That's and cool. Thought it was cool. That's really cool. And then you were also featured on World Photography Organization. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're at two. You got two features, and these people aren't even reaching out to you, and they're like <laughs> putting you out there to the world. Oh, that's so funny, man. That's so funny. I know, and I was completely oblivious to it until right now. Like. I bet those are from like a couple of years ago or something, right? Oh, one of them was most, one of them was like in last year, October. And then okay. I think, I think September of last year. That's so funny, man. Yeah. I've never, I never even knew what those two websites were until right now. But that just goes to show you that like, you don't have to have like a million followers to be yeah. having good content. Yeah number of followers you had in a kit doesn't mean yeah that you're a good content creator or not yeah exactly right? exactly there's so many people i know a guy who only has like 200 followers he lives in alaska and he like dude he makes better videos than i do and he doesn't really make videos that consistently but when he puts out a video i'm like damn bro so good he's only got like some 200. of the best ones don't you yeah he, yeah yeah he's only got like 200 followers it's crazy and that's why, again, that's why I like T.O. I was like, yo, this guy is underrated. <laughs> He's out here posting some cool stuff. And, like, to me, I grew up going to, like, Pismo, going to Mora Bay. I've known those places. So seeing yeah. someone make videos about somewhere that I know, it feels kind of local to me. Even though I didn't grow up there or live there, it just it seemed like it was always down the street to me, <laughs> which I thought was cool. What? Yeah, man. But. Yeah. What do you call it? So you've worked with some big companies like Polar Pro, LSKD, Cole, Minus Maverick. What's your advice, man, for someone who wants to start making videos for companies like those? Polar Pro, I just, I mean, actually with all of these companies, just emails, man. I just send emails out like all the time. I wasn't doing it that much last year. I was kind of, I kind of had like a non-productive year last year, but yeah, man, it's as simple as just sending emails out and, and following up. Um, that's how I got the the hotel collaborations in um, Bali. Just literally sent out emails to looked up Bali hotels, Bali villas, just sent out emails and yeah. And then for, yeah, for brands, like I literally have like this entire notebook actually right there, just completely filled with brands that I've reached out to and uh yeah man it's a, it's a numbers game basically that's good though that you keep track of it we I hate. have an excel sheet of brands I've reached out to when I last reached out to them yep when I should follow up yep things like that and then I have them like the ones I haven't reached out to yet on my list in yellow 
highlighted in yellow, so I know yeah, I need yeah. to still reach out to them. Yeah, yeah I would in do Excel, it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I would do it on Excel, but I I suck at typing, so it's so much <laughs> yeah, it's so much quicker and efficient for me to just write everything down. But as long as you're getting it down, you're keeping an organization. That's all that matters. Yeah. Tell me something that people misunderstand about you most. Well, damn, I don't really even think about myself that way. Like, I don't. I feel like people don't even know. I, I feel like I'm so far under the radar that people don't even like think about me. Is is kind of how I feel. But if if I were to talk about maybe my friends and family, um, probably that I'm just some like airheaded kid, like adventuring around with no plan or no no sense of like direction with my life and that's definitely not true i i have a plan and like goals that i want to reach especially this year and and uh i want to build like a, a business a production company in this in this industry and i want to work with like tourism boards i want to work with like sony and like dji and like all these huge companies and like i just want to be like really 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 good at my craft and i also want to work with a bunch of like same people who are really, really good at their craft. There's this guy. His name is Jake Guzman on Instagram. He just worked with DGI too. And he had to start it somewhere, man, on social media. And this guy is posting that he's working with these big companies. So in the reality, a big picture of things, it's not that unachievable if you put your mind to it. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you have really, really good content and you get noticed. Um, he creates yeah. insane. His photos are so good. And he just started like breaking into like the video aspect of things as well. I think in like the last six months. Um, I saw him talk about it. it. Yeah, dude. I think if not like last year <laughs> or something, I remember him talking wow. about how he wants to, yeah, he wants to start like doing more video content. Dude, I had no idea. I thought like, He's been doing so good at it. I thought it was something that he just always done. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, his photos are insane. Like his photography is yeah. so insane. So, I mean, he yeah, he's got skills, and he just translated that over to to video. So for me, I notice when I go out there to the mountains, take videos, take photos. <laughs> when I don't come in with a plan, my videos always come out. 10 times worse or I don't capture all the videos I want. Yeah. And I come home. Yeah. And I took like 10 videos. I took like 10 videos, but they might've been good. might've been bad, but it seemed like I had no purpose to it. So yes, totally relate to you in that aspect. Like, like why did I even go out there today? <laughs> I felt that so many times, but sometimes you don't know. You're just kind of filming things. You're right. And you're then right. something like happens that you just catch like right there or like you're just walking around right. and you see a frame. And you're like, oh, that looks insane. I need to capture that right now. Um, but yeah, when I would first start off, I would like make these videos and I'm like, oh, this video sucks. Like it's just a collection of random shots and there's no like, there's no like thread through the whole video. And I would compare it like, I would compare it to other people and be like, okay, in this video that this other guy's making, like th- these things are connecting and there's, there's sort of like a, a thread that you can follow. And that, that like helped me a lot with, um, like thinking more, like you need to plan these things out and you need to have shots that like connect with each other. So somebody who I also look up to, his name is Aiden Robbins. He's got a YouTube channel. Aiden Robbins. Instagram. That's it. He 
lives in North Carolina. It is. It is. And on terms of like USA beauty, North Carolina is not as beautiful as the West with the big mountains, things like that. It is. But he plans his videos out and he makes his places look just as beautiful, if not more interesting, because of the story that he cultivates in his videos. And something that he said stuck with me was, you know you're a good filmmaker when people are more focused on the story than the camera movements. Mm. Because the camera movements just, what do you call it, push the story forward. Right, right. Yeah, man, that, that, I mean, he hit the nail on the head with that. Yeah, I'm familiar with him. He's really, really good. I used to watch him a lot, too. Uh, yeah, he, he makes his, his spot look super interesting. I remember for a time I was like, damn, should I go to North Carolina? Should I go to the <laughs> Smoky Mountains? Look sick. <laughs> but he, he has such a that unique is- style too. Like the moody slowed down, like his videos are really slow, but like, I always like find myself watching the entire thing. Exactly. So do you use a gimbal? Because I was looking at some of your shots, they looked pretty smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you a handheld guy? So I I like to do both. I kind of go through phases. Right now I'm in a gimbal phase. But sometimes like just having the camera in hand is like just so like I feel like I can see things better. And I also have a monitor. So like yeah. looking through the monitor and then having the camera in hand, I feel like I can just like, you know, do whatever I want with it. Whereas a gimbal, you're kind of just like you can do whatever you want with it, but there's there's sort of like that um barrier between the camera and you because you're it's on the gimbal and then my monitor i need to get a better setup because my monitor kind of sits off to the side when i have it on the gimbal so it's not as like oh, yeah it's not as clean as just having the monitor like on top of the camera and then i'm just like looking at the monitor and just seeing everything it seems super cool i don't own one yet a- now that i'm getting more in the video i think i'm trying to get a rig first before I go gimbal. You should. Kind of like the handle, the the cage, just all yeah. things like that. Things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good thing to do. I want to get one of those, but since I'm traveling so much, I have to be as light as possible because it's, it's a pain. It's a pain when you're like going to airports and security all the time and you have like 20 pounds on your back. Are you just traveling with a backpack on your back and that's it? Yeah, well, no, I have a suitcase and then my camera bag. And then I have my laptop and my camera bag, like every charger I have, all my batteries, my lenses, my drone, like all the cords I own, every filter I have. Yeah, just stuffed in this backpack. My first ever camera bag, I still have it. And that's what I use right now. It's it's falling apart on me. Has this experience helped you live simpler? Yeah, man. Yeah. Like seriously, like downsizing your life is, is amazing, dude. I feel like I just have like stuff all over when I was living here. I felt like I just had stuff all over me. And then when I went out, it felt like I was just like free, like things like there was just so much weight off my shoulders and stuff. And like only having a suitcase is, it's kind of scary, but it's also like freeing at the same time. I find it to be very uh, comforting. Dude, how are you getting around in Bali? So I rented a moped, a scooter for the two <laughs> months I was there. Dude, it's so fun. Oh my God, it's, awesome. it's so fun. I almost died a couple of times, but it was quite amazing. That's awesome, man. Moped life. 
do they go <laughs> like on the on the road? Yeah, so while the roads are pretty janky there, they're really narrow and they have potholes and stuff and there's no real freeways in Bali. Uh-huh. So yeah, you can go all over the island, which is what I did. I went basically all over the island um, on a moped. <laughs> what color was your moped? I had a black one with like a Bob Marley sticker on it. And then the next month I had like a white and red one. That's pretty cool. Did you... I don't know. I'm trying to think of mopeds. I know, I know what they look like. Did you just wear yeah. your backpack on your back when you were going to locations? Yeah, yeah. The storage space on a moped is not that great. But yeah, I would just have my backpack on my back. And then uh, just as tight as possible just in case people try and steal it off of you. Because I've heard there's a bunch of like theft and thieves in, in Bali. But I never, I didn't have a bad experience with the people. They're pretty nice. And Bali's in Europe, right? No, Bali's in Southeast Asia. So Bali Asia. is like, yeah. yeah, Indonesia. What was it like? Did they speak English or did you have to use a Google Translate? Google Translate? Uh, so I never used Google Translate, but they have like broken English. So you can kind of communicate with them. And then whatever you want, you just kind of point at what you want or you try and like use your hands and stuff. But yeah, the people are pretty cool there. Did you meet any Americans over there? No, I don't think I did. No, a lot of Germans. Um, met a Frenchman. I met uh, an Italian creator, uh, Saudi Arabians, a Swedish guy who I met a guy who worked at um, the particle accelerator in Sweden. What? Yeah, it was pretty cool. We talked about like black holes and stuff. I was like picking his brain on like <laughs> physics. He's a yeah, he was studying. He he like just got out of college and he was interning at the particle oh, accelerator. Yeah, so he was um, yeah, I was I was picking his brain on that. It's kind of cool actually. We were talking about uh, nuclear fusion or fission or whatever, and right. you can make sustain sustainable energy out of like, I I don't know. It's super complicated, but like um, he was saying the technology is like at least two three decades away, and then next week they had like a breakthrough in the technology where they were able to create it, create the energy for like a split second or something. It was pretty cool. Dude, that's like some next level stuff, like the flash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That stuff's crazy, man. I could not follow with it. <laughs> so <laughs> being out there by yourself, man, I had to have been a little bit scary, right? Yeah, it was scary. The the night before, I had a panic attack actually, and I had to call one of my brothers, and he like calmed me down because he one of my older brother went to college in Thailand, um, for like two years, and I just like needed some advice uh, about like you know dropping everything and moving halfway around the world, but um, dude, once I did it, once I was there, I was like, oh, this is the best decision I've ever made. Like, I was the happiest I've ever been. I was like following my dreams. I was like creating every single day and like growing, like getting better at editing, getting better at filming. So it was the best decision I've ever made. That makes me really happy to hear, man. I um I understand that being at one place you can get a little stagnant at times. Yeah. And yep. just feel kind of stale. That's and safe. sometimes just not being able to be improved, being stuck, all those feelings. 
And going halfway around the world is not always the answer, but sometimes it is because it's that little change for your mindset and your maturity level to develop. And yeah. for you, it seems like that's what happened, right? Yeah, man. I realized like, like what I'm actually like capable of, like being alone by myself and like nobody there to save me, no safety net, no nothing. Like, like I could, like I could do whatever I want in this world. That's basically how I felt. And like, yeah, man. And getting super stale where I was at, I was just not happy, not progressing, not moving forward. Um, you know, going to Bali is, it, it sounds so cliche. Like, Oh, I went to Bali, man. You know, <laughs> like all these creators <laughs> are doing it now. It's such a popular spot, but they're doing it for a reason because there's so many like-minded people there. There's so much opportunity as a creator to go there. And, uh, I don't want to like blow it up and like make it sound like it's a super, like everybody needs to do it. Cause it's definitely not for everybody, but for me, it was like exactly what I needed. Right. And there's a good saying that I've heard and that I like is in life, you're either moving forward or you're either moving backwards. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I felt, honestly, because I was just doing the same stuff, filming the same stuff here every single day. And I kind of just stopped filming. I, I stopped picking up my camera, stopped picking up my drone. I just stopped filming because I would just go to the same spots, this film the same stuff every single time. Like I've been all over the central coast. I haven't been all over California, but all over my hometown, I've just filmed like everything there is to film. You can always get creative and like do some new things and stuff. But I mean, I, I was just burnt out, you know, and it's tough to get out of a burnout. Right. So five years down the road, where is Teo Belchi going to be? Well, where does Teo Belchi want to be? Is hopefully, uh, man, I haven't really thought about that actually. Hopefully I, I have my production company. I'm working with the biggest brands in like the creative industry in, in filmmaking and creating videos and like working with Sony and also working with like the biggest hotel brands and stuff like that and just like living the dream financially free um that's what i hope to be where i think i will be i don't know we'll have to see you know both i i feel like i am gonna be there in five years but you never know you know what we have in our minds of where we should be in five years may not even be even close to where what it'll yeah. actually actually be yeah, it's dude. good to have those goals to work towards, but I think your mindset is spot on. Like, it may not be that way. Yeah, but and yeah. I'm fine with that. You know, like I'm still doing, even if I had no money and I wasn't, you know, living the life I was living, as long as I have like a camera and I'm in a place that I love to be at and I, I, I can like move wherever I want to be, then like I'll be happy, you know. So, Teo, what motivates you, man, to wake up in the morning? Are you driven by relationships, money, success, experiences? <laughs> what wakes you up in the morning? I mean, but, someone like me, I get up at 4 a.m. in the morning. You may think, yeah. what wakes you up, Nick? 
but I want to know what we see up Teo. Tell me. Dude, I love waking up early now. Uh, I got so jet lagged in Bali that I would just wake up at 5.30 every morning and then that just became my routine. So waking up in the morning is it's so underrated, dude. So underrated. But what gets me up in the morning? Yeah, I want to be financially free. I want to have crazy experiences. I want to... I want to live life to the fullest, you know, because not everybody gets to. And um, yeah, man, I just don't want to let the people down who have like faith in me. I want to like, you know, I want to be that person that people or like my family thinks of in their head when they think of me. You know, I want to I want to live up to other people's expectations and I want to make like I want to make my parents proud. Kind of cliche, but it's true. That's family. Making family proud is a different level of success. Yeah. And not not that like you should always be focused on being what your family wants, but making them proud. Yeah. It's a pretty awesome feeling, man. Yeah. 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 Follow your own path. And even if you don't make your family proud doing that, like as long as you're happy. Mm -hmm. So if you could go back, give 18 year old Teo. One piece of advice. What would it be? Damn, man. Uh, probably tell him to pick up a camera and start doing what you actually want to do because deep down, you know you want to be doing it. Um, stop hanging around the people you're hanging out with and you know, just follow your dreams. And uh, Yeah, man. Just follow your dreams, honestly. There's... Another quote that this comes to mind right now that we always are comparing ourselves to other people and we want what they have, but we mm. also aren't focused on how much other people don't have what we have. If that makes sense, we have more than a lot of other people still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true, man. I would think about that a lot too when I had my burnout and like being where I'm at. We talked about it a little bit when we first met up, how we we do live in this crazy location, like world-renowned location. People come here to vacation, basically. Like California's, obviously people know California's one of the greatest places in the world. But, um, you know, you just get burnt out sometimes. And that's what I was honestly doing too. I would compare myself to other people in, in the industry and the niche that I was in and say, that, you know, these people are traveling around, they're working with the biggest brands are working with these crazy hotels like i want to be doing that and it's good to have that but you shouldn't let that bring you down because that's what i was doing and um i mean it, it it motivated me and it drove me to like make that leap of faith but um it also made me very depressed so there's a balance to it you know there's a balance to everything yeah seriously so something that um I think about and what I notice in your work is all your videos are dedicated to somebody and <laughs> would you mind sharing who those videos are dedicated to on all those travel films that you've made in the yeah. past? Yeah. So um, my little brother actually passed away in 2020. Um and that's that made that's basically what made me want to like just drop everything, stop with like, you know, the BS in my life and 
you know, clean up my act and like actually like live life to the fullest and like be somebody that I'm proud of. And, uh, yeah, so that was, that was really hard. And, um, yeah, I don't know, man, it's kind of hard to talk about. I never really thought about it. I kind of just like, once it happened, I was like, all right, everything stops. I'm going to live how I want to live. Like, I don't care what happens. Like not everybody gets to live their life. So I'm going to, I'm going to make my little brother proud and I'm going to be the person that I want to be. And you know, if I failed and whatever, like it's just life, dude. Like you live once you die, you know, like I try to make the most of it, but you know what? It's fine. Like these things happen. It's kind of how life is. And I just started accepting things as they were. And, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's not something I've ever really thought about and like shared that, um, yeah. Yeah. It was really tough. It, 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 it's what, um, led me to who I am. So yeah, I don't know. Video is main passion, right? Yeah. What is a tool that you think that like you use to start dialing in this professionalism to yeah. your videography? Because you said you were unorganized for a long time. How did you yeah. change that, man? Because I know a lot of people have go through that phase where they're, yeah. I just go out there, I don't know what to do. And I was like, I'm doing the same thing over and over again. And it sounds like you said, I had enough. Yeah. I'm going to get organized. Take this serious. Yeah. How yeah. did you do that? Honestly, it it's not something, it's not like a... Well, there are steps you can take, but it's not something like physical, you know, it was more like a mind, mind shift set, um, change. I just like compared myself to other people. Like I compared to the, to like people who are in a position that I want to be in. And I thought, you know what, these people are obviously not acting the way I'm acting because if they did, then I would be where they're at basically, or I would be farther along than where I'm at right now. So I would just see other people's work and I'd be like, that's what I, I want to achieve that. That's what I want to achieve. I want to be at that level. And I want people who I look up to, to say, wow, that guy's, this guy's coming up. This guy's really good. So it was, it was a mindset change to being like, I just want to like hone in and just like put my head down and just freaking grind, bro. And just get like so good that I'm undeniable and I'm still doing that. And I'm still like struggling with that, like discipline because being a creator, like I'm sure a lot of other creators can like relate to this. We just like are just all over the place. We just want to like do whatever we want. We just want to have these crazy experiences and not really like, you know, it, the discipline stuff is kind of hard for us. I feel like at least that's what I've heard from other creators. And that's kind of how I am as well. I agree. Building that routine is a big part of it. What's the best time of day that you work at though, man? I know so I work better in the morning, but what about you? Yeah. So waking up uh, early is super underrated. Like I said, uh, I wake up like 630 now and then I try to like, you know, wake up, have like a good, a solid hour of like walking around or like seeing the sunlight in your eyes and stuff. And then from there, I'll, that's when I'll start reaching out to brands for like three hours. I'll just go through and reach out to like, try and find or try and send emails to at least 20, 15 to 20 brands. And usually that takes me about like three hours because I don't really have a solid 
way of finding brands at this point because I've reached out to so many. It's kind of like drying up. It's getting hard to find them. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll find like 40, 50 brands that I'll look for their emails and stuff and, and try and reach out to them. And those don't work. And I'll only get like 20, like 15 to 20 that even like, that are like ones that I could actually reach out to. Um, and then from there, I go to the gym and then get back from the gym and try and create a video every day. And yeah, that that's a solid routine. Having a solid routine is super, super like once you, once you go back, once you go there, you, you don't want to go back. It feels so good. Because once you get out of your routine, you feel like you're doing nothing, right? Exactly, dude. And I hate that. I hate feeling like I'm doing nothing because it goes back to what I said. Like I want to be the person that's super good at what they do. And if you're doing nothing all day, if you're just sitting around, then it's like, you're not going to get to where you want to be. What's your opinion or thoughts on someone saying, I don't got enough time in the day. I think, go ahead. You tell it. I don't, I'm sure your <laughs> thoughts on that. Uh, I think it's BS. I mean, if you're working like a nine to five and you're working every like waking hour, then I guess you don't have enough time in the day, but who is, that's not realistic. I feel like for most people, it's not realistic. If you really like love something, you either are going to put your, you're going to allocate time to it or you're not and you just don't have the discipline so you need to work on that so those people who are saying they don't have time some of them i agree some of them could be spending more time scrolling on social media i know i i've done this in the past i still do this from time to time you too (laughs) and there was times back when i was first starting i was like i don't have enough time of the day and then Go look at my screen time that day. I was scrolling on TikTok for hours. I was napping. I was watching <laughs> Netflix. Dude, yeah, it's bad. I one point mine was at like it was so bad. I don't even want to say it, but it was <laughs> it was at like ten hours one time for on an average over the week. I was like, what the heck? And this was last year when I would like had that burnout and I just wasn't picking yeah. up my camera at all. Didn't have a good routine. And I was off my phone for ten hours on average every day. I was like that's that's insane. Like that can't happen. Some people don't get what they want because they sacrifice for what they want now. Exactly. Yeah. They sacrifice what they want in the future for doing stuff and being lazy now. That's how I was, honestly. And it took me it took me like literally traveling across the world before I realized like, oh, okay, things are really possible if you really just like take the time to do the things you want to do and like take a leap of faith and you know see what happens teo does gear matter yes and no because i started off with a broken with an iphone a with a broken camera so you can build skills with crappy gear but at a certain point if you want to get to a certain level and you want to work if you want to make professional content, you do have to get, you know, quality gear. You don't have to get the new thing that comes out every single year, but you do need to get something that's in the line of being professional. Um, honestly, I have this camera right here, the Sony a seven three and like, it's good, but it's pretty dated, you know, like it shoots 
4K 24, like it does have 4K uh, slow-mo, like 60 frames or 120. Uh, it just has 1080 in 120, and it, it, you can tell with the 1080, it looks pretty, it looks good, especially if you're in good light. Um, but if you're not, like you can really tell that it's kind of crappy. So I do want to upgrade from this because I feel like I it's time for me to move on to something better. Um, but yeah, you have to get to those points before you just start spending all your money on gear because then you're not going to have money to spend on filming experiences with those with that gear i shot with an a63 season for a long time man from 18 years old to about 22 so i just got my first full frame camera damn last june and congratulations I think my, yeah i think my slow <laughs> process of <laughs> growing on the, the the crop sensor camera mm -hmm. really helped me develop my skills to be ready to go up to the next level i mean like mm -hmm. i could have gotten a new camera way earlier than that but mm -hmm. i was able to truly learn the ins and outs of my old camera to be able to work on the big more professional camera the a7 IV. Mm -hmm. and yeah there is a difference in dynamic range in the new camera but my old camp, my new camera, my SM4, got fogged up on a winter day. Just kept condensating, even if I was wiping it, right? Best conditions of my life. Damn. And all I had left was my 63. And you would think, oh, the 63 won't get as good as shots. But I go in, take some photos of my 63 still got some photos. The megapixels on the A63 is still 24 megapixels, although 23. So it's not low megapixel still and yeah, that it just goes to show if you can like set up a composition the right way exactly you can still do good with the camera that's not as good yeah yeah uh it's crazy because when you when you uh like grow in a sort of like confined space you know with shooting with gear that's not super quality or something and then once you break out of that and then you have so much room to like play around with, it's just like you can do so much more and then you get so much more creative and then your skills really, that's when your skills really shine. I feel like because the videos you've been putting now, man, I feel like they're so crisp and so clean and you have like such good frames and stuff. Every time I see it, I'm like, damn, that looks so good. Uh, so yeah, man, your videos are looking real good. I've gotten a lot of inspiration from you, man. I mean, you're one of the people you, who like, got me into video. I uh, Two years ago when we met, I knew not much about video technically-wise. I've done video in the past, but moving to video six months ago, I think back in June, I started probably more focusing to it learning. I was hey. looking at your videos, kind of like trying to get inspiration. And hey. I was like, bro, what the heck? I was like, my videos are not <laughs> looking like his. And honestly, uh, <laughs> most of it just takes work and yeah. practice. So it's just like photography, how I refine those skills. And not that I'm like super good at photography and the best in the world, but like it's just the same thing. It takes practice, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. If you look at like where your photography was back then to where it is now, like I'm not sure what it looked like back then, but I know your photography now is like super good. And, and, and it's, I feel like it's come leagues from where you were even two years ago because man and it's been crazy seeing you like just posting 
quality, like better, better stuff every single time. I'm like, damn, bro, like Nick's really out here. Yeah. I think a part of it was learning the sound design portion too. Mm. Yeah, dude, that's another thing that takes a long time. And that's another thing where it's like spend more time on that stuff and it'll make your videos 10 times better. You know, it's a learning curve so what, for sure. Uh, closing out for here, what's your process for editing? What do you do when you import your footage into the timeline? So I work with Final Cut Pro and what I do is I sort of, um, I kind of know like what clips I want to work with usually, uh, after like filming. Um, and then I'll just, yeah, I'll, I'll go through the footage. I'll plug my SD cards in, go through the footage, see what looks really good, see what other things I can like work with. And then from there, I'll usually choose a track first before I start putting clips into a timeline. And then, like I said, I'll like, I'll, I'll think about like how I want the edit to go and sort of, especially if I have like a planned shoot beforehand, um, it's pretty easy to put a, put a project together if you already like planned it out beforehand. Cause then you know, like, okay, this shot goes here the shot goes there, that shot goes there. But if I don't have that, then I sort of think about, okay, how do I want this to go? Where are my good shots? Where should I put my good shots? How does the music go? Let's follow the flow of the music and sort of create a thread and then, you know, get to the end and have some sort of like climactic build up to that last shot. Um, Amazing. So yeah, bro. just, yeah, yeah. It, honestly, uh, choosing the right music is very crucial. If you can choose music that people have never heard of, they're seeing they're hearing it for the first time so they got that audio like sensory like thing going on and then they're seeing crazy visuals they'll they'll connect with it a lot more teo where can people go to learn more about you and see what you're doing uh, you can check out my instagram at teo underscore velsi on yeah on instagram and then the same thing on uh tiktok i don't really post that much on tiktok but um, yeah, super active on Instagram. That's basically the only thing I'm really active on. I also have a YouTube channel. It's Teo Velsi. You can check that out. Um, yeah, man. What is one final thought you would want to leave with our listeners here? Um, if you're thinking about getting into the space and you want to be, you know, one of these people that makes good work and works with all these crazy brands like me, like how I want to be. Um, just, you know, start now because every little step you take, you're going to get closer and closer to that goal. In a year from now, you're not even going to recognize who you are. You're going to be so far down the line that you're going to be, you know, unrecognizable to your former self. Amazing, Teo. For those of you who are following Teo Felchi already, go follow him on social media, Instagram, Teo underscore Felchi. He posts some epic videos right now. He's showing all of his Bali and Spain content. It is so creamy. If you're not watching following that already, you're missing out. Okay. And if you don't follow our podcast, it's at Nick Ant Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. If you don't follow me, I'm the at the Nick Amp on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter. I share outdoors content, photography content. 
the Nick Amp podcast. This is going to be about giving people who are in the outdoor space a platform to share their experiences, their journeys, their perspectives on what they do here. For example, Teo is a creative. He does video. I'm going to have people on who are doing climbing mountains, doing climbing rocks, doing photography, entrepreneurs, but it's all going to be real all relevant to the outdoor space. So I'm excited to share more with all of you who are listening. And if you listened this far, I really appreciate you listening. Teo, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you for having me, Nick. This has been a pleasure. We should do it again sometime. Heck yes. Good luck, man. <laughs>